0: women taking the lead episode 114
1: don't be afraid and understand that you can do this you're capable of success you're capable of stepping out on your own and you have a voice and your voice is something that people want to hear hello
0: my name is jody flynn and welcome to women taking the lead where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence integrity and a sense of humor head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do now your future awaits so let's get started Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Bola Shukumbi, who is a money coach, business strategist, and founder of Clever Girl Finance, a platform that empowers and educates women to make the best financial decisions for their current and future selves. Clever Girl Finance inspires women to pursue their dreams of financial independence in order to live life on their own terms. Amen, Bola. We are on the same yeah. page. And that's just a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your humble
1: beginnings. Thank you so much for the great intro, Jodi, and for having me. So um, I'm originally from Nigeria. Um, and Growing up, my parents were just very financially savvy. You know, they kind of planned how they wanted to spend their money and their kids' education. Uh, But unfortunately, my dad had to retire about 15 years earlier than he had planned. And in the grand scheme of someone's retirement plan, that's a huge deal. And as a result, all the plans that they had put in place for me to go to college abroad, which was basically the United States, had to change. And during that time, my mother sort of stepped up and took and decided to take on the the task of paying for my college education, which at the time was international fees because I was coming from a different country. And she was able to do this because she um, had been savvy with her money. She'd worked different jobs, she'd put money aside. And so she paid for my tuition in cash and I wasn't able to work to get a part-time job. So she also paid for my rent and my books. And that sort of set the foundation for, you know, I want to be like her. I want to be able to support my children the same way. I want to be able to have um, money in the bank to Be my backup, to be my husband's backup plan in the event that he needs me to step in. And so you know that's kind of where my passion for personal finances and business finances came from, from my parents. Uh, And then as I started, you know, as I got older, I I came to college, I graduated from college. I just liked to have the conversation about money with my friends. I want to talk about personal finance and growth, you know, and saving and investing. But what I found was that a lot of women that were my age were not comfortable with that conversation. You know, we would talk about everything from our hair to our dating lives to reality TV. But when it came to talking about money, we just kind of shied away from the conversation. But on the flip side, if we were to look at guys, let's say we put five guys in a room, they talk about everything. They talk about their cars and their families, and they'll talk about investing in business. And I found that we as women weren't doing that. And so that was the basis of starting my business, Clerical Finance. And that was, you know, that experience with, my mother paying for my college education and my experience with my friends and my peers is what, you know, is basically my driving force and my motivator um, as to where I am right now.
0: Mm. You know, and it's so true, you know, in thinking about it, as you were answering, and of course, in preparing for this interview, I was thinking, wow, you know, we don't, hear many people talking about well how are you saving right and and to hear your mother's story and what she was able to do and even what your father was able to do before he had to retire was you know there was a plan in place there was a strategy it sounded like especially your mom knew exactly what it was going to take and how much money was going to be needed for your college education and I don't hear too many people talking about doing that type of planning right? And we don't tend to talk about money with each other at all. The only time you hear somebody talking about money is if they're killing it. Yes. And they're making a ton (laughs) of money. But anything shy of being incredibly successful, people just tend to be quiet about money. And you have these types of conversations all the time. What do you find is holding people back?
1: I think from a, from a female perspective, we're sort of designed or I, I mean, psychologically, we kind of tend to want to appear like we have it all together. You know, we're juggling so many things. We're juggling careers and families and marriages. And we kind of have this little appearance we put out towards the world where we're, we're doing okay with all of these aspects. And we don't want to seem. what I've found generally is that we don't want to seem like we're failing anywhere. And so when we're not doing so great with our finances or if we don't know what to do with our finances, we don't necessarily want to talk about them. And then also, you know, given the society we live in, people judge you for what you have. And that's just the unfortunate fact. And so a lot of times people don't want to talk about their personal finances because they don't want to be judged by how much they are earning or how much they're investing or how much they're not investing. And so people just rather avoid the conversation and talk about anything else but money.
0: Mm -hmm. And I find, too, especially here, people just kind of have the attitude of, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out on my own. I'll Google it. I'll watch Mm -hmm. a YouTube video, but I don't, I, for all the reasons you said, I don't want to be, I don't want other people to know that I have this going on, but I find, um, you know, that when we open up at least to trusted people or people who have expertise and are going to keep our information confidential, it actually is a relief to share some of that information and, and get help from other people. And people are more than happy to help, I find.
1: Absolutely. And I think once you've opened your mind to the fact that, you know, money is just a tool and it can be exciting. It can be fun. It's not a deep, dark place. You know, there's so many fun things about money. Saving money is fun. Investing is fun. Even as much as we all hate debt, credit card debt or student loan debt, Creating a strategy to pay that down can actually be a fun, a fun, challenging thing to do. And so, you know, once you open your mind to want to do better with your finances, then you can make that experience whatever you want it to be.
0: Okay, Vala, you've had success in your life. You've <laughs> definitely gained confidence. But take us back to a time when you were playing small, and you may not have been aware that you were playing small at the time. You may, it may have only been in retrospect that you realized what was going on. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned.
1: Absolutely. So there are several instances in my life where I feel like I was playing small, and like you said, I didn't I didn't realize it until after the fact. Like for instance, in my career. Not negotiating my salary, asking for permission um, to take time off, not speaking up in meetings when I knew I had something important to say. And there was one particular instance that I just that just stayed with me and I could never forget it. And I think it was you know a baseline for where I am now. It was a meeting that I had at work with um, senior leadership, including a female vice president. And at that meeting, I had so much to say in my head. I had so much to say, Um, but I just didn't say anything for the one hour. And after the meeting was done, um, the female executive pulled me aside and she said to me, you know, if you don't speak up, people won't realize what you're capable of. And so when she said that to me initially, I was kind of upset. I was like, why would she give me feedback? I'm good at my job. I know what I'm doing. And I, I spent a few weeks thinking about it. And I realized that, you know what, what she's saying is makes it, it's making so much sense to me now because me not speaking up and me not pushing myself to be noticed, um, or to spread my knowledge was holding me back. And that's sort of the foundation for clever girl finance. I knew that I wanted to do something, um, you know, back then, I just didn't know what it was. And I didn't pursue it because I was like, well, you know, I'm shy. I'm introverted, I don't want to be the girl that has all eyes on me but then I knew what I was capable of I knew I could do it I just was holding myself back and so that was you know that was my big plain small moment it took that moment for me to realize that I can do this and I can be successful at you know doing what I put my heart to I just need to actually do it and stop overthinking the fact that oh what if what if and what will people think and (laughs) I don't want to sound stupid
0: (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Not wanting to take a chance or anything like that. And, you know, that that's such a great story because it seems lately there has been a trend, and I'm hearing and talking more about the whole concept of perception is reality, mm-hmm. right? How people perceive you in their world is how you really are, whether or not that's true. Yes. And if you attend a meeting and you sit there and you don't say a word the whole time, the perception might be that you don't have, you really don't have anything to say, right? Even though in your inner landscape, you have a lot of thoughts, you have opinions, you're seeing things a certain way, you might see some problems that might arise later down the road. But if you don't share those, the perception is nothing went on in your head the entire meeting, even though the opposite is true.
1: That is absolutely true absolutely true and I I think it also goes back to you know the way I was raised so like I said I'm Nigerian and you know I come from a culture where if you're going to be speaking up you need to be saying something that makes sense because when people start looking at you they're really going to start looking at you and so you know it's a fear of looking stupid it's a fear of failure it's the fear of what people will say because you know people will judge you if you know, you say something, for instance, if I had said something in a meeting and someone corrected me, I would have wanted to sink into the ground. But then I was Mm -hmm. limiting my own progress. Like, in terms of getting visibility in front of those people in my career.
0: Yeah. And and what people don't realize is if you don't speak up, you know, it's almost like, and not to scare anybody, but it's almost like you have to speak up and mess up. Yes. A couple, <laughs> a couple of times because, well, the thing, you know, what I thought I was thinking too, is you'll never get coaching on how to bring certain things up or or how to speak in these kind of meetings um, until you try until you've tried there's nothing to coach you on absolutely right you could have mentors who are who would want to help you but until you give it a go they don't know what to tell you and you know if you say speak up and maybe you come on a little strong or you didn't articulate your thought clearly well you yeah you might have messed it up a little bit but now they have something they can coach you on exactly and give you some guidance on you'll only get better from there but you have to try
1: yes yes that's perfectly exactly what it is
0: (laughs) awesome all right Bola now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success
1: Okay. Yes. So, you know, I just shared that story about the experience with that senior executive who gave me that feedback. Um, But I kind of still stayed at my job. I had all these things in my head about, I want to do something. I want to do something, but I was just comfortable in my own space. And then I had my kids. Um, I had twins. And at the point when they arrived, I just realized I needed to do something. I needed to pursue my dreams because I kept asking myself, like these kids are going to grow up and what is my legacy going to be to them? What is it? What is going to be the thing that I tell them that mommy did that I did well, that I, you know, this is what I'm, I'm known for. This is what I'm good at. I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to know that I've tried, even if I failed, that I tried and not have the regrets of not trying. So when they're born, um, during my maternity leave, I was driving myself crazy about not wanting to go back to work. I just started writing. I would write down everyday ideas I had for different things, and I would brainstorm. And every single thing I wrote down came back to personal finance, which was my passion and strategy, which is what I did in my career for 11, 12 years. And so I decided that there was a voice in my head that, would, that just told me, you just have to do this. And I decided to just pursue it. And I made up my mind not to overthink, you know, and a friend of mine, I was having a conversation with with a friend of mine about this process about, oh, I want to do this, but I'm afraid. And she said to me, Bola, you're going to have to tell fear that you're going on a journey and it's okay for them to come. It's okay for fear to come with you, but they're going to have to sit in the back and they're going to have to be quiet because you have work to do and you need to pursue your dreams, fear or no fear. And for me, that was just everything. And so I went about my planning and my strategizing for my business and, you know, what kind of content I wanted to present to women and and how I wanted to help women. And I made myself my own target because I know where I am, where I tend to struggle with finances and where I want to do better and where I'm shy to talk about certain things when it comes to money, you know, money and relationships, money and children, investing for my future. And I just went ahead and I did it. And I tried not to overthink it. And I told Fear, be quiet. And I just did it. I just did it.
0: (laughs) I love it. It sounds like there were like two wake up calls in here, although I'm sure there were more like after your children were born, you know, this this need, this urgency to have something to share with them. Right. And to, to show them how, you know, how to lead a really good productive life where you're contributing. And I hear a lot of people say that, that it was when they had children or when they thought about the legacy that they were leaving their kids that they decided to make real changes in their life, right? And, and to some extent, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, I couldn't do it for myself. So I did it for my kids. But <laughs> you know what, if that's what motivated you, that's what motivates you, yeah. right? It, it got you on track. It was a wake up call for a lot of people having kids is a big wake up call. Um, but you know, it's it's that thing that puts things in perspective and has you question, how am I living my life? Right now, like up until this point, how have I been living and what would I want to change? And the other wake up call you had, thanks to your friend is you can do it with the fear, Yes, right? You you don't have to get rid of fear first. Fear can come with you. You just have to know that you're the one that's in charge, not the fear.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I love that. Anything else you want to share? I, mean, I was just going to say for me, the thing with my kids was that before I had them, I was just comfortable. You know, I had all these, I think we all have them. We write down our goals and our lists and our dreams and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We never really do. And then I had my kids and I started watching how quickly they were growing. And I was like, oh my God, time is flying. What am I doing? Like, I'm just sitting around and I didn't realize how quickly, I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't fully realize and take it all in until I actually saw how quickly my kids were growing. And I realized that's how far, that's how quickly time flies. Right, right. I gotta do this now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got it. You know, you before you know it, they'll be off to college yeah. and thinking about like what am I gonna do when I retire? Geez. Oh, awesome. And Bola, what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. We're all different. You know, we all have different styles. Yes. And so we're gonna lead differently, right? The fundamentals are the same, right? You gotta be a good listener, you gotta build relationships. But there are nuances in there that tend to be unique to each individual. So Bola, how would you describe your leadership style?
1: I would describe myself as a leader by motivation. You know, and I put this in perspective, I I use myself as an example. I do well when I'm motivated to be my best me. And so I try to lead that way by encouraging, you know, the people that I work with that you can do this. You can attain anything that you want. It's up to you. It's about having the right mindset. Because once people feel good about themselves, they'll do anything to achieve their goals. They'll get there quicker. They'll, you know, as, it's as opposed to if I feel down and like, well, I'm never going to get there anyway. And they're not going to put in as much effort to achieving their goal. So motivation is a huge thing for me when it comes to leadership. I think it helps me. Be a better leader and it helps me set a good example for other people as well.
0: Yeah, and what I hear and what you're saying too is you're also very good at helping people to realize how capable they are yes. and how much power they have.
1: Yes. <laughs> because we do have power, you know, we are our own best cheerleaders. It's all in our head, you know, because I can tell someone what they need to do, but if they haven't accepted it, if they, if they haven't self-motivated and if they haven't realized that they have the potential, they're not really going to do anything. And so, yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Bola, what's one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us?
1: Oh my God, growing my entire business, this is just a really exciting period for me because Clever Girl Finance is seven months old and I have, I have all these great things I'm trying to do, but in particular, I'm working right now on a weekly business planner for women to help women plan out their business goals and their visions and business tasks as well as their business finances. I'm super excited about that project.
0: And who is this best for who, who tends to, um, you know, take the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, take
1: advantage the best for this type of product. Well, entrepreneurs, uh, small Mm -hmm. business owners, uh, women who are either, you know, launching their businesses full-time or part-time, uh, that's the target for this product. And it's just helping you, you know, if you've never created a business before, it's helping you lay out a business plan and your, you know, your goals for your business, your marketing strategy, your growth strategy, and the financials, which are really, really important.
0: Yeah. And I know this type of product would have been incredibly helpful for me um, because, you know, um, not everyone knows my story. When I started my coaching business, I didn't know anything about business. I went into it very blissfully ignorant <laughs> about what it was going to take, and I didn't have a business plan. And you know, I did okay, but it would have been really nice to have something out there where it would have been simple and easy to start planning and strategizing all of that stuff without having to go into a textbook to figure out what is a business plan and market research and all of that. So it sounds like this is a nice, like non-threatening um, tool. That especially women who are just starting their business or or have a part time business, a little side hustle, can utilize so that they can take advantage of the time that they have, exactly, um,
1: to quickly grow their business. Yes, that's what it is. Because most, you know, most women who start businesses, we never really have a structured business plan. We have an idea, and we, we mm-hmm. want to pursue this idea. But you know, if we just take the time to step back and lay it all out, it kind of helps gives us clarity, especially before we spend any of our hard and earn money pursuing. A part of this business. We want to make sure that it makes sense for us. So right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I'm especially the type of person that once I know what to do, I'll do it, but I can spend... <laughs> a crazy amount of time spinning my wheels trying to figure out what's the best thing to do and how to do it. And, you know, what software should I be using and all of this crazy stuff. So this sounds like a nice tool to help you like focus in on exactly what it is you need to do and then go do it. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. All right, Bola, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have
1: that helps to make you a better leader? So like I mentioned, I'm I'm all about leading by motivation. And so affirmations are huge for me. Every day I have to affirm myself of what I can do, what I will do, why I can do it. And the other thing that I'm just big on is to-do list. I am a huge organizer and I need to have, I most of the time I write my to-do list the night before. And I have to have that list with me either on my phone or in my planner. Otherwise, it's just not going to be a good day.
0: <laughs> so mm-hmm.
1: affirmations and to-do list, those are the two things that make me be a better leader, a better business owner.
0: Mm, Sounds like a nice combination of the intangible
1: and the tangible together. (laughs) Perfect.
0: All right, Bella, what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership?
1: So this one book resonated with me, uh, especially when I was, you know, in my mid to late 20s. And it was called, it's called Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office. It's by Lois P. Frankel. And it was just an awesome book because even though, you know, it talked about it came from a career perspective and not necessarily a business or entrepreneur perspective, it talked about knowing your value and building confidence and knowing what you're worth and going out to get what you really desire, which can be applied to not just your career, but your, you know, your business and just your life in general. And so that book just had some really awesome tips and insights on the fact that nice girls need to be a little less nice in a nice way mm-hmm. <laughs> to get <order> they're right. going.
0: <laughs> right. You know, and there are some of my clients that this is exactly what we talk about. Like, you can still be nice, right? You don't have to change who you are, but you don't have to be that nice. Like, nice to the point where you shut yourself down that was me. for other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. You hold yourself back. You don't you don't speak your truth. You don't say what's bothering you because you're so afraid that other people might get upset. But there's definitely a way that you can do it. You can talk about what's important to you. You can, you know, set some boundaries and even bring up things that are upsetting you without diminishing other people. Yes. That is very cool. And and you know what? With your book choice, you, I, I said on a recent episode that you know, what made me successful in corporate are some of the same things that made me successful in business. It translates confidence, organization, planning, all of that stuff translates whether you're within an organization or you have your own business. So I find that, you know, there were some business books I read when Mm -hmm. I was in corporate that gave me great ideas. And now that I'm in business, there are some books that talk about corporate that are helping me grow my business and be more successful as a business owner, because it's the qualities. Um, to being successful, that really translates.
1: You said it exactly. It's the qualities. And that's exactly how I feel. I feel like everything I experienced in my, in my career working for Corporate America and whereby I worked, kind of set me up They were the foundation for me to be able to do what I'm doing now successfully. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it.
0: Mm, I know. It's a, it's a good learning ground. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bola, what advice would you give your
1: younger self? I would say Bola, do not be afraid. That was just my biggest thing, fear of failure and fear of what people would think. And it took me years to shed it. Like, you know, keeping up the appearance of I know this, I can do this, I'm but I'm not gonna speak out, but I know this. And it, it was it was so stressful, you know, being afraid to succeed. <laughs> and so, you know, don't be afraid. And understand that you can do this, you're capable of success, you're capable of stepping out on your own, and you have a voice, and your voice is something that people want to hear. Yeah. And I think
0: one of the things that makes people so afraid of success is they, they prematurely think about all the responsibility they're going to have when they become successful, right? When yep. your life gets bigger, you've got more responsibilities. And though that is true, just in the the practice, or, or just in the journey of getting to that level of success, you will have honed yourself to be the person who can then deal with that level of responsibility. Because it's not like you'll be doing everything. Because you achieve a certain level of success, and you start delegating out, and you start outsourcing, and you set priorities. There are some things that stay, and some things that go. So what you know, what I've noticed is that yes, it's it's that fear of added responsibility that sometimes holds us back from success. But what we don't realize is we're growing into the person that is more than capable of handling that level of responsibility.
1: Absolutely. It's one day at a time, one step at a time. Rome wasn't built in a day, you know? And so why would I think I'm going to conquer the world in one
0: day? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And just like you've had people who helped you get to this place in your life, there'll be people who will help you get to the next place in your life. Too So, oh, perfect. (laughs) All right, Bola, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning
1: for you. Okay. So this is a quote by Oprah Winfrey and it's, we can't become what we need to be by remaining where we are. And Mm -hmm. for me, this is everything because I was stuck in that place, you know, because again, like I said, I was afraid of, of failure and it, that just resonates with me so much because I, I'm now starting to under, understand it now that I'm doing without overthinking and I'm understanding that failure is not really failure if i learn from it and if I apply those lessons to the next thing and so that just means so much to me that you know I have to move forward I can't stay in the same place and expect change to come to me or expect success to come to me I need to, to do something
0: and Bola, lastly, what is the best way for this community
1: to connect with you? They can find me on my website at clevergirlfinance.com and also on Instagram and Facebook at Girl Finance. Awesome. I love
0: that that (laughs) business name. It's so clear. (laughs) And for those listening, I know sometimes you guys are out on a run or you're in the car and it's not easy to jot all of this down. No worries. You can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com and if you put Bola in the search bar, B is in boy O-L-A, her show notes page and the blog post accompanying this episode will come right up and you can find it all there. And Bola, thank you so much for Taking the time to inspire and enlighten us we are all better for having met you thank you jody this was amazing thank you for joining me on women taking the lead are you ready to take the lead in your own life head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do and to strengthen you on your leadership journey i'd like to send you off with a quote from marianne williamson There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me. And here's to your success.